address, we serve a local church as staff, which means we do everything from taking care of the souls of men to changing light bulbs, and that is kind of what we're going to be talking, not changing light bulbs, that's not what we're going to be talking <laughs> about today, that would be maybe a little bit too much, but we're going to talk about the ins and outs of pastoral service at a local church, like Crystal Park Baptist Church, uh, we serve the church as staff. Um, and a shout out to everyone tuning in from Benoni. I know that we have lots of friends, uh, lots of church members that are regulars. Teresa, it's good to have you with us. Google. Hannah, I know that you are a regular, faithful, long-time listener. Good to have you with us as well. But I do recognize that we don't just have people from Benoni listening into the show. Uh, we have people from all over South Africa. So whether you are in Klaibecha, because my mom and dad are listening in, <laughs> or you are in from Cape Town, because I know that Daniela Ellebeck uh, will be joining us uh, shortly, or if you are in Pofwada, Daar, Priska, um, <laughs> Secunda, or anywhere else in the wonderful nation of South Africa, it is good to have you with us. And listen, I do want to say that uh, take the opportunity to join in the conversation. Uh, that's what I love about Friday. I love talking to you guys. I love engaging with you on your questions, engaging with you on your comments. Um, and you can engage with us in a host of ways. You might ask, rightfully so, how, how can you talk to us this morning uh, live on air? Well, let me say that you can comment on Facebook. Uh, our, our page is uh, Radio Pulpit or Radio Console. Uh, and you can just comment under the live uh, section. You can send us in a voice note on WhatsApp or on Telegram. Uh, the number is, you might want to write this down, 082-657-2729. We are looking forward to engaging with you. Uh, we can take voice notes. We can take written notes. Teresa, I'm looking forward to uh, a three-point question <laughs> regarding uh, the atonement and election, because I know that's what you were studying last night. Um, you can tweet us on Twitter. The handle is at 657AM. And you can even actually phone live into the studio, Teresa. Uh, the number is, write this down now, 012-334-1322. We are looking forward to chatting to you live on air. Um, however you are watching us today, whether it is 657AM, Radio Pulpit, um, uh, 729AM, Radio Cape Pulpit, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on DSTV channel 882 or OpenView channel 607 or if you are streaming live from our website, however you are interacting with us, it is good to have you online. Now, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that we have a regular feature where we speak to our friends from Freedom of Religion South Africa. They are an advocacy group which speaks to the state on behalf of, well, the church, but really religion in general, advocating for the freedom of religion in our beautiful country, which is always important. And today we are talking to Daniela Ellebeck, uh, who is an attorney and legal advisor to Freedom of Religion South Africa. And we're going to be talking this morning about some of the bills and policies that, as listeners, we've been asking you to engage on. So whether that was filling in a petition or writing in comments um, or engaging with the state in whatever way, uh, we recognize that there are a number of um, uh, engagements we've asked you to have. And so uh, Daniela very kindly is on with us this morning uh, to give us updates on a number of the issues. Daniela, it's so nice to have you with us 
this morning. Good morning, Mark. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and your listeners. Great stuff. Tell me that the weather is beautiful down in Cape Town. And by beautiful, I mean that you guys are getting rain and your dams are full and everyone's joyful and happy. Well, our dams are full and it is a beautiful sunny beach day today. That is so cool. Send some of that water down to the Eastern Cape. They really, <laughs> they really need it down there. Uh, Daniela, maybe let's kick off uh, just by speaking to any movements around the uh, single marriage law in South Africa. Um, uh, I recall that recently there was both a bill and a policy uh, that was issued um, or, or that we were talking about uh, a few months back. Maybe you can give us an update regarding that to start us off. So yes, Mark, you're correct. There's both a bill and a policy on this issue. So maybe just um, to give context to this, in South Africa, um, currently we don't have a single law governing um, the solemnization and registration of marriages. Um, instead, what we have is a hodgepodge of various pieces of legislation governing different types of marriages, some governing civil marriages, some governing civil unions, some governing custody marriages, and so forth. And what the government is trying to do is to fix this um, with two simultaneous processes. So firstly, we have um, the Department of Home Affairs' draft policy on a single marriage rule for South Africa, um, which as some listeners uh, may recall, we spoke about last week and said a draft policy is called a green paper. So we've got the Department of Home Affairs green paper. Um, and the department's idea of this green paper is that it will set the platform for the possible adoption of a single marriage act governing all marriages in South Africa. Um, and then secondly, we have the South African Law Reform Commission's uh, discussion paper investigating what such a single marriage law could look like. And um, the paper opened up for public comments um, containing two draft bills. So we've got two simultaneous processes happening within government trying to look at how do we solve this problem of you know, marriage is being regulated differently in some marriages, um, such as marriages according to religious rights only, not being regulated at all. Um, now, with both of these, uh, 4SA and the public made submissions, um, with the focus being on ensuring that religious um, marriage officers, so your pastor who has a marriage license, um, and churches to which these pastors obviously belong, that their right to religious freedom, in other words, their right, which includes the right not to be forced to do anything that's contrary to their beliefs, um, remains protected. Um, specifically, uh, focusing on that pastors and churches would be able to only conduct marriages that conform to their um, you know, religious beliefs, doctrines, and tenets. Mm. You know, I, I'm a Baptist, right? And um, Baptist principles one of the key things that historically we've held to uh, is something called the, um, the, the right of individuals to um, act according to their conscience. Um, and it's really, really important to me that, uh, that pastors are able to act according to their conscience. So where, where are both these, the, this bill as well as this policy? Where, where are these at the moment? Where are they presently? So the Department of Home Affairs with their green paper aims to submit um, a white paper to cabinet this year still, um, it being the 12th day of the second last month of the year at present. Yeah. Um, 
and to open a draft bill for public consultation next year, so 2021, 2022, and thereafter yeah. turn the ball over to Parliament in um, next year or the year after in 2023. So we can see how the Law Reforms Commission will um, inform the department's process once they start opening a bill. Now, whether the department will achieve these timelines remains to be seen. Um, I'm in regular contact with them and of course they will inform the public as this matter progresses. Um, but the department was, was still busy consulting with stakeholders on the green paper as late as last month. So we'll see. Um, turning to the commission, the South African Law Reform Commission's discussion paper, the one that had the two proposed draft bills in it, um, the commission has advised Forest Aid that um, they have started collating all the comments and that this will keep them busy for a while. And only once this collation has been done and an evaluation of the comments um, has been done, uh, will it be followed by you know, the committee meeting to decide on the way forward. So they haven't even started evaluating the comments yet. I pity the guys that have to push paper <laughs> for the state because, I mean, on all of these bills, I am aware that the church, which is sometimes a sleeping giant, has really been aroused um, and, and has made massive amounts of submissions. So well, well, well done to our listeners for that. Uh, what about the hate speech bill, uh, Daniela? Um, I mean, that probably is one of the more pressing bills uh, that we planted a banner and asked uh, listeners to respond to. Uh, where are we on that bill? So listeners um, might remember that this bill is already in front of Parliament. So Parliament um, reopened the bill again for public comment after the Constitutional Court's very important judgment about what hate speech is came out in the Lailani matter. And um, what the Parliament is currently doing as, is that the Justice and Correctional Services Committee is currently considering all the numerous comments received on the bill. And listeners might recall that um, just on the DSA platform, um, over 103,000 um, submissions alone were made, with many South Africans, Mark, being concerned about the bill's definition of hate speech, the bill's definition of harm, and its criminalization of hate speech, with many arguing for a strengthening of the religious exemption clause that would allow them to freely share their faith. Hmm. Um, uh, maybe just a, a last bill to consider, the Equity Act um, Amendment Bill. So, the, yes, the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development uh, published proposed amendments to the, the Promotion of Equality and Prevention of Unfair Discrimination Act, or the Equality Act, as I think um, you just called it, uh, for public comment back in July, so just over halfway through the year. And listeners might remember that the amendments wanted to change the definitions of, amongst other things, equality and unfair discrimination. So when you have an act whose very name is, you know, the promotion of equality and the prevention of unfair discrimination, you're changing what both equality and unfair discrimination means. It's the complete overall of the act. Um, and that the amendments would have radical and detrimental impacts on the right of people and churches to freely share and live out their religious beliefs. Um, so from what Forest understands, the department has put together task teams to work through all the comments it received on the, uh, from the public on the bill, and these task teams are currently still busy doing so. Mm. Daniela, let me actually make an appeal to listeners uh, this morning because you've gone through three incredibly important pieces of legislation in mm. 
really good detail. Thank you so much for the excellent work that you guys do uh, in terms of helping to inform the general public of what's going on. Really, really appreciate your guys' work. Let me encourage folk that have listened in that are maybe interested in finding out more to go to the 4SA website. That's www.4sa.org.za. And I know on that website there is tons of information, including webinar uh, links as well as videos um, and a newsletter that folk can sign up if they want to receive additional information and kind of up-to-the-date information of what's going on in South Africa in terms of the conversation regarding religious freedoms in our land. Is that a good enough uh, appeal to the listeners, Daniela? Yes, Mark, you did very well. Um, I would just add in, they can also go to our Facebook page at Freedom of Religion SA. Cool, great stuff. I, I love social media, so <laughs> it's fine to point people there. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, please do take back uh, our commendations and thanks to the rest of the team uh, working at 4SA. God bless. Cheers. Well, friends, listeners, guys that are tuned into Radio Pulpit or Radio K Pulpit this morning, whether you are on 657 AM, 729 AM, Radio Pulpit's Facebook page, which I have shared and I encourage you to share as well, uh, to Pastor Mark Penrith as well as Crystal Park Baptist Church uh, and a couple of other pages, uh, including my own uh, personal Facebook page so that people can get in on this conversation. Um, uh, please do do that. DSTV channel 882. OpenView channel 607 if you want to listen to pristine digital quality radio uh, or streaming directly off our website www.radiopulpit.co.za. It is good to have you guys with us and I want to encourage you to join in the conversation. Myself and Tepo are about to kick it off by chatting to one another in terms of recent developments at Crystal Park Baptist Church, which you might find interesting to listen in on in terms of the process and how Baptists work. I think that might be really interesting for some folk to have a gaze in on. You can comment and engage and interact with us on our Facebook page, that's Radio Pulpit or Radio Console, uh, or you can go to Pastor Mark Penrith uh, or Crystal Park Baptist Church. Uh, we have shared it to all of those mediums. You can also engage with us on WhatsApp and Telegram. Love getting detailed questions via WhatsApp and follow-ups. The number is 082 Six five seven two seven two nine. You can, if you're a twit, you can tweet with us on at six five seven am. And our phone into the studio line is write this down now. Oh one two three three four one three two two. Always love getting call ins um, and engagements. Temple, this morning I want us to talk a little bit about uh, change, change in local churches, and particularly changes in terms of pastoral staff, um, things that maybe we have learnt uh, mm -hmm. out of a process that we've been engaged on uh, for the last couple of months. So m maybe to the listeners, um, you, you may or you may not know um, that uh, I have resigned from Crystal Park Baptist Church, uh, and we can talk through that process a little bit later, and I've been called to a church in Pretoria. Uh, the church's name is Central Baptist Church Pretoria, and I'll be joining a pastoral team there and uh, looking forward uh, to a new assignment. Uh, but at the same time, obviously, um, change is painful. Um, it's painful uh, for me personally. I mean, it really is. And we can talk in, in terms of some of the decision-making process. 
but it can also be painful for the local church. Uh, mm. And by painful, I don't just mean emotionally painful. I also mean just institutional knowledge and transfer uh, can be difficult and can be complex. Uh, I'm aware that many churches have been going through this for the past like 2,000 years because people do move uh, and we can even talk to biblical examples uh, of change. Um, but Tepo, I thought maybe we could just start off by like engaging in just some of the changes. Um, yeah. And so maybe I'm, I'm going to pass the baton onto you and you can just start to talk to us in terms of um, how you've experienced uh, the last couple of months and how you've seen the process rolling out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so firstly, change. I think, I think as, as individuals, we, we respond differently to change. Um, <laughs> so for me, yes, it is... It's, it's going to be different, um, but I see more of, um, what do we call it, God's provision and it's opportunities, great opportunities for you as well. Um, so for me, it's more of joy <laughs> than it is pain. Um, so I guess, I guess uh, for some people it may be um, more pain than joy, <laughs> but the two are there present um, because we are happy for you and your family um, to uh, go on with God's work at another place. Um, and Come on, you're just super excited to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say that on air, but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it it's 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 actually good. It's good for it's good for the kingdom. It's good it's good for God's people. Um, yeah, it's it's good for a whole lot of reasons that um, maybe we are not seeing now, but maybe a few months and years down the line, we'd be able to see that this was actually good, <laughs> and that not that you leaving is good, but the whole the whole picture when we look at it. Um, I was listening to, I was listening to something yesterday. I'm not gonna say who I heard it from, but basically what the person was saying is, you 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 can't, you don't really connect the dots going forward, but you are only able to see when you are in front what has happened in the in the previous years or previous months, because only God sees that mm. that far ahead. Mm. So you look back and you see, actually, <laughs> that has worked for our good. And so I think that's all the more reason for us to just trust God in, in what he's doing. Tips um, is, uh, I'm not going to tell you who it's from, yeah. code for someone I wouldn't approve of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, look, maybe, maybe it would be helpful yeah. just to hear um, and, and just to talk through uh, the process from my side in mm -hmm. terms of how we got to this point of, yeah. of saying, hey, look, Mark has resigned from one church. He's going to another church. And we can just talk that through because mm -hmm. I, I imagine, I actually think some of the process that we have engaged in at Crystal Park has been really, really good mm -hmm. and might be helpful for people to listen through and to yeah. think through in terms of their own context, whether you're a pastor or whether you are a leader in the church, mm -hmm. um, an elder or a deacon, uh, or whether you're a member of a church just to understand how these mechanisms work. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then once I've gone through it, maybe you can just reflect from your side how you yeah. experienced some of these. Um, and, and then after that, I, I do want to spend just a little bit of time in God's Word uh, and kind of 
build a theology of the kinds of change that we've experienced and mm -hmm. the kinds of emotion uh, as well that we've experienced over the last while. So maybe to start, it, it was a Monday a number of months ago. So, I mean, we're <laughs> mm. talking like the middle of the year that I was sitting with uh, Etienne, uh, yeah. who is my fellow elder, in, our, in my study. And uh, we have a regular weekly meeting. Uh, Etienne serves alongside me at Crystal Park Baptist Church Benoni. He has been an elder with us for about two years. And uh, we meet to discuss oversight and shepherding uh, concerns uh, in the local church. And uh, this was a regular Monday meeting, and he raised a personal matter. Mm. And basically, God was stirring his heart at the time to return to pastoral ministry. Um, Etienne had been in pastoral ministry really all of his life in some form of either direct pastoral ministry or um, serving in parachurch organizations. Um, but, but as we spoke through it, Etienne conveyed that if he was to pursue a call, he would inevitably have to move on. He, he felt called to, 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 to pastor a local church. Mm. Um, and so as we started to think through that, as we started to consider that, what sort of ministerial call uh, and capacity uh, he might be called to, uh, we considered his character he is character qualified i'm thinking of 1 timothy chapter 3 uh, we considered his competencies he's certainly competent to pastor a church uh, he is a most remarkable man um but uh, as we thought of crystal park baptist church we, we decided that we would consider and evaluate whether this would be best for the local church um, and so we, we, we started taking stock of the church that both of us love very dearly. And we considered the church um, over the course of almost an entire day. We looked at the teaching uh, ministry of the church, the worship ministry of the church, the fellowship ministry of the church, the evangelism ministry of the church. We considered our leadership pipeline in terms of both elders that were kind of coming through the ranks and people uh, that could serve in those kinds of positions that were coming up. And we did also consider even the finances of the church, just in terms of the overall rounded stability from a holistic perspective. Uh, of Crystal Park Baptist Church. And, and at the end, uh, as we considered each one of these areas, we came to the conclusion that Crystal Park Baptist Church is an established church. Now, this is quite remarkable, um, <laughs> for me at least. Uh, it was quite staggering. I mean, it was something that I suspected, but it was just wonderful to sit with Etienne and have this confirmed, not just in our hearts, but, but in our minds and, and as we evaluated the church in its entirety in that when I arrived at Crystal Park Baptist Church it was a teeny tiny church literally <laughs> just a handful of people huddled together on a Sunday in fact I, I can remember when I when I arrived at the church 11 years ago and um, when I stood up to preach a couple of times even considered you know maybe we should just kind of sit in a circle <laughs> Have a, and have a Bible study because I was literally preaching to almost no people in the room. Um, it felt very, very awkward uh, when I arrived. And yet, over the years, what we've seen is God grows church. We've seen the church go from, from a handful of people to two handfuls of people to uh, two handfuls and two feetfuls of people <laughs> to running out of digits to count the people in the building until eventually we actually... We actually ran out of space in the building, had, mm. to, had to move to two services until eventually we couldn't even keep people in the building with two services. We had to move to overflows in both of our services. God has blessed the socks <laughs> off of Crystal Park Baptist Church. My assignment mm -hmm. in coming to Crystal Park Baptist Church was to see the church established 
And I really did anticipate that taking my life. Um, you know, I, I, yeah. I thought I'd be here until I was beyond gray and, uh, and heading toward the grave. And I'd pass the baton on to somebody else who'd continue that work of seeing a church established uh, on the far east side of Benoni. Um, but that's not the way that God chose it to work out. In actual fact, the church has become established in a, in a much shorter period. And, and we came to the conclusion in that Monday meeting uh, so many months ago uh, that the church itself was established and that my assignment was complete. And so as Etienne and I spoke, uh, we considered <laughs> that God was stirring Etienne's heart to pursue a call, not at another church, but at mm. Crystal Park Baptist Church. Um, and that might mean that God had begun the process of stirring my heart uh, to pursue a calling or an assignment elsewhere. Now, now, those were questions, you know, was Etienne called to Crystal Park Baptist Church? Was I called to move out to another church? Mm. Questions that, in reality, how do you go about answering stuff like that? Um, well, I, I don't think that we naturally had the spiritual wisdom to make the decision there and then. And so we elected to offer it to the Lord in prayer. And so we prayed um, for the remainder of time that we had uh, set aside. We, we just prayed. We asked the Lord God to make it clear to us. Um, what his desire was, um, mm. how he desired us to move forward. And uh, God answers prayers. He answers crazy big prayers. He answers the kinds of prayers that you need to pray right now in your life with whatever you're facing. God does answer prayers. He doesn't mm. always answer them in the way that we want. But in this case, he answered the prayer very clearly. About three days later, I got a call uh, from a ministry friend, Charles DeKivitt, from Pretoria Central Baptist Church, uh, he phoned and uh, expressed that their elders wanted to know if I'd consider serving in a pastoral position uh, at that church. And I could answer immediately because <laughs> Etienne and I had gone home. We had discussed it with our wives. We had phoned each other uh, during the course of the week, and we had both said that our wives affirmed both Etienne's call to ministry um, and the possibility that my assignment at Crystal Park Baptist Church had reached an end. And so I, I could say without any hesitation and with certain confidence um, that Liesl and I were ready to take a call elsewhere. That didn't mean that I was joyful, happy, dancing <laughs> around. I, it was a sense of real gravitas uh, that I was able to say, yes, I think the Lord has stirred myself to move on. Mm. Um, but praise the Lord, he didn't take so long. Uh, and uh, and we were able to move forward. And maybe just on reflection, this is what God has been doing for 2,000 years. He's been building his church, as he said he would in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Yeah. I will build my church, and against it the gates of Hades will not prevail. That's Jesus Christ. That's his commitment to his bride. And not only that, at times he uses men to plant churches and then other men to water churches, but God himself brings in the harvest. Uh, we, we read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse um, 6, mm -hmm. um, that God uses men according to his own sovereign purpose and will to achieve his ends of growing local churches and ultimately extending and establishing his kingdom in this world. And then from time to time, according to his own good pleasure, and I wish I had time to preach this at Crystal Park Baptist Church, but I'm fairly certain I couldn't get through the text right now uh, mm. with all the tears. But from time to time, for his own good pleasure, 
he moves his men around from one pastor to another. And we see examples of that in Acts chapter 13, verse mm. 2 and 3, where the church in Corinth, uh, that's the Corinth in Syria, or should I rather say Antioch, sorry, the church of Antioch, um, sets aside um, Paul in order to go and, and, uh, and, and be a missionary, um, to move out of the church that he was leading at that time, mm. uh, and to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And we see it again in Acts chapter 20, towards the end of that chapter, mm. when Paul calls for the elders of uh, Ephesus, and they all meet him down in a little port city called Miletus, uh, and, the, and he conveys to them that, that God bought the church uh, with his own blood, speaking of Jesus Christ, and that they to guard the church. And then he talks about him serving the church night and day, even with tears. And then he says, look, I, I'm going to Jerusalem, and I never expect to see you again, because God moves his men from one pastor to another. And sometimes that's an incredibly emotional thing. Uh, in that particular encounter at the end of the book of Acts, uh, they gather on the beach and they weep together um, mm. because they won't see each other again. Um, and, and, and so we see the Lord in his word, building his church, using men to build his church, and moving people around from time to time as he sees fit. And so with all of that in mind, the Penrith are moving to the capital city in January 2022, and we are so excited to serve the members of Central Baptist Church Pretoria. But at the same time, because we're complicated beings, right? Not just the Penrith, but all of us. Um, our hearts are heavy to leave the saints at Crystal Park Baptist Church Benoni. So that's, that's my story, just in terms of the process um, yeah. of how things transpired. I'd be keen to hear kind of uh, your, your own kind of thinking and your own uh, experience of the events as they have rolled out. <laughs> to it. Uh, yeah. So I think... I think um, you've, you've actually answered one of the questions I had, uh, which is when you came here, you ex well, you didn't expect that your assignment would be done in your lifetime. <laughs> Basically, you expected to die while busy um, establishing the church here. Uh, so I guess one of the questions has been, uh, when, like whenever you go to the pulpit, you'd say, I bought here, I came to die here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now it explains that your assignment is done. Um, so that, uh, that, that speaks to you being able to move now to another assignment. So I think, um, emotionally for me and the whole thing, uh, as it, as it panned out, um, was, was it, was it ever the right time? <laughs> so, um, I think, I think it differs from one person to another. Um, I think for me, the, the only thing that I've been just processing is the, um, I'm not so sure if there's any clear, clear way in scripture as to how a person moves mm. <laughs> or um, when there's like a change in the senior pastor, like if, if this necessitates that change at a specific time or what that change looks like if it has to happen a certain way um so i think for me that's that's just been what i've been processing but um regardless of all of that i i think it's good it's good for the it's good for the local church um 
but without getting into the details of why you're going to assist or why why there was a need for you to move over mm. um, I think it's actually very good mm. especially um, for for Pretoria um, and, 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 and also also considering that I think the biggest picture is that this is all God's work um, whether you are in Benoni or in Pretoria it's, it's basically um, a similar assignment and we are all uh, fellow workers of the gospel and so I think especially from our leadership team and us saying you know what you you have our blessing you have our um our encouragement to go on and do that i think i think all of that just attests to the work of god and that we are single-minded in this whole um in this whole task of making the gospel known throughout the ends of the earth mm-hmm. so so it's yeah i think <laughs> Even even with Etienne, we don't know how is gonna, how long Etienne is going to serve here. Um, there may be the transition as well uh, once we've grown um, uh, close to him and he has to make a move elsewhere. I mean, no church has had one pastor forever unless the pastor planted the church and died and and yeah and served like a hundred years and he didn't die in a hundred years. But anyway, so 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 basically, change is inevitable. It is inevitable, um, and however it happens, um, we just have to we just have to trust God and let Him lead us, as He was our leader even from the beginning. And for me, I think I am mostly I am excited. Maybe may, maybe the tears will come on the day when we say goodbye. <laughs> ah, it's not like we're never going to see each other again. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so maybe, so m- yeah. maybe just to kind of come in here, um, yeah. there, there's at least one uh, question. Yes. It's actually a really good question on Facebook. Yeah. It comes from somebody that I know. Her name is Liesl Penrith. And uh, in, in every quarter, she is known as my wonderful wife. Um, but she asks a probing question. She says, what text would we use to say that pastors have an assignment? <laughs> Which is kind of funny, love, because I have been using that word assignment quite a lot um, over the last couple of months uh, in terms of my own uh, narrative of, of what's been going on in my mind and in my heart. Um, and so now on the fly, let me give a, a, a biblical defense, apologia uh, for the use of the word. Um, so when I'm talking about assignment, I, I guess I'm using it as a synonym uh, for a pastoral calling, uh, which is maybe a more kind of spiritualized uh, word, which really means the same kind of thing. But let me give you some examples of assignments that pastors are given in mm. Scripture. The, the first place that I take you to, um, honey, is uh, Titus chapter 1 verse 5. Uh, in in Titus, uh, we have one of the last pastoral epistles that Paul wrote. Um, he writes three pastoral epistles um, to Titus and then to Timothy, uh, one and two. Uh, and these are written right at the end of Paul's life. They're written to two sons of the faith. They are loaded with emotion and loaded with kind of end game language. Paul knows that he is about to die. A- and he really commissions both of these men um, w- with the work that they are to do in the places that he has set them. Now, he set Titus on an island 
uh, called Crete in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, and he sent Timothy uh, to a very important city, and a city that's very close after Paul's own heart, the city of Ephesus. Now, in Titus chapter 1, verse 5, he gives Titus an assignment, and uh, there's a little bit of debate as to whether or not Titus is actually serving in the role of pastor, mm. or if he's serving as kind of like an apostolic nunche, um, kind of like a person who's been commissioned out with the, with the uh, authority of Paul to do a very specific task. Mm. But whatever way you look at it, ultimately Paul gives his son of the faith an assignment. Listen to it in Titus chapter 1 verse 5. The reason I left you in Crete was mm. to set right what was left undone, and as I directed you to appoint elders in every city. Amen. And so there's two things that Titus is to do. Number one, uh, he is to set right what was left undone, mm -hmm. and number two, to appoint elders in every time. And yeah. I, I guess, uh, Liesl, as you think of the ministry at Crystal Park, um, to a large extent, that is what I've set myself to, to set right that which was left undone, uh, to create processes and to create philosophy of ministry uh, at Crystal Park, that Crystal Park would be a sound church executing uh, its mandate in our city yeah. uh, to God's praise and glory that's love. Um, and to appoint elders. I mean, right from the very beginning of arriving at Crystal Park, um, one of the key things that we did was to, um, was to go about the task of both raising up and appointing elders um, at Crystal Park Baptist Church. Titus isn't the only person who gets a designated assignment mm. um, by the Apostle Paul. Timothy is another great example. Um, I've been thinking through Timothy chapter 4 for the last number of weeks. Uh, the bottom line, just in terms of our process at Crystal Park, mm -hmm. um, we've got a annual general meeting coming up in two weeks' time, and we've presented the name of Etienne the toy to our members for consideration in the role of senior pastor uh, in our local church. And, and so I've been thinking through 1 Timothy chapter 4 because in 1 Timothy chapter 4 you have this cluster of imperatives, this cluster of commands of the things that Timothy must do uh, in the city of Ephesus. Now I've got to be careful, if I just lay them all out now I'll have nothing to preach in two weeks time. Um, but as I've been thinking through it, I, I mean I stand corrected, they, they are, uh, in fact I, I don't have the number in front of me and uh, I don't have enough time to, to look and see which, which each of these imperatives are, but it's things like Point these things out to the brothers and sisters. You'll be a good servant of Jesus Christ. Have nothing to do with pointless and silly myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness. Um, he goes on to say that um, uh, we've labored and we strive. Uh, we've put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all people, especially those who believe. Uh, he says, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone despise your youth. Until mm. you come, give attention to the public reading of God's word, to exhortation, to teaching. Each one of these is an imperative. Don't neglect the gift that was in you. Practice these things. Be committed to them mm. so that your progress may be evident to all. And then uh, as a kind of closing, pay close attention to your life and to your teaching Preserve in these things, for in doing so you will save both yourselves and your hearers. What you have is a series of commands given to this young pastor, Timothy, who has been set in the city of Ephesus 
to a den, appoint elders in the city and protect the young church or the, the church that is in Ephesus against the false teaching which will inevitably come against it. But, but his assignment is very clear. It includes things like commanding and teaching and not neglecting the gift that is in him and paying close attention to both his life and his teaching. Um, th this would be an assignment, an assignment to Titus, which I read first, and then an assignment to Timothy. Um, we see another example of an assignment in a passage of scripture which I uh, quoted a little bit earlier, and, and that was the setting aside of Paul as well as Barnabas um, in Acts chapter 13. And in Acts chapter 13, what you have is like the strongest church at the time, the church in Antioch, the, the power of the church has shifted from Jerusalem and it has moved north into Syria and into the city of Antioch in particular. And the church, according to God's sovereign plan is about to bust out of Antioch and spread all through the Gentile world. And it does it as the church is set aside worshiping the Lord and fasting and praying. And the Holy Spirit speaks to the church and says, set aside Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to. And then after the believers have fasted and prayed in verse 3, they lay hands on them and they send them off. Um, again, this is, this is an assignment. They have an assignment. They are sent off um, and set apart for a particular work which the Holy Spirit has set them aside to. And we know it's an assignment because once the assignment has finished, they, <laughs> they kind of head out to Asia Minor and they come back uh, and they come back to the city of Antioch and they give a report back. They give a missionary report mm. um, later on in the book of Acts. I, I guess the point though that I'm trying to make is that God does give assignments to his people. And sometimes when those assignments are finished, um, we need to wait on the Lord and find out what our next assignment is. Uh, thank you so much for that. Chagelo um, Pule on Facebook says the following. Uh, morning, Mark Penrith and Tepo Pitzel. Good to join you guys again. And thank you for this topic. We charged uh, churches recently to join a new church plant in our area, Renewal Fellowship, uh, led by our friend and by our friend that's not what Chagelo says I'm saying that on behalf of Tepo and my, myself <laughs> our friend uh, Sikle Tulu uh, and uh, many years ago my husband and I knew we'd support a new church plant and be instrumental uh, in God's building his church and the church was planted during a pandemic and God has slowly grown it despite the lockdown challenges and we are a melting pot of people that the Lord is shepherding this church is in Greenstone it is an active vibrant community uh, I've been following it uh, uh, in terms of reading newsletters and reading a number of reports of it uh, and Chagela goes on to say that our motivation was simple we didn't want to sit in pews by the way, Chagelo and Safisa were sitting in our pews here at Christmas Church. We missed them a lot. They were really, in fact, if you've ever seen me wear a really cool, funky African top, it's black and white. Uh, Safiso gave that to me as a parting gift as, uh, as they left. Um, <laughs> but we wanted to be used and useful in God's kingdom and walk alongside others who are doing the hard work of winning souls. And this isn't easy but it's been humbling and beautiful to be part of what God is doing in the city of Johannesburg. That's a really great comment 
Um, mm. And so true. Um, so this doesn't, uh, just in terms of translating or interpreting or applying some of what Chachelo has written here, um, this idea of us receiving an assignment doesn't just apply to pastors as if they are uh, the, <laughs> the bee's knees of God's plan. The, the reality is God gives assignment to all of us as believers. And as we are faithful to the assignment that God gives, he glorifies himself in and through us and multiplies our joy as we do what God has been, has called us to. I'm laughing because my wife has a follow-up comment on Facebook and she says, can we get a long assignment next time? Which I think is kind of cute. Uh, every time... <laughs> we have gone anywhere. I've always told Liesl, honey, this is it. This is for life. This is until we die. We can buy a house in this area. <laughs> and so we are in the process of buying a house in Pretoria because our heart is that this will be a long assignment and we are looking forward to it uh, very much. Mm-hmm. I see Gogo Hannah has a uh, message on WhatsApp. Mm. Uh, I am going to ask if uh, if uh, um, Paul, who is keeping the lights on, our uh, sound technician at uh, Radio Pulpit, uh, if he could just listen into that and uh, tell us if we are able to play it uh, anytime soon. Uh, thank you so much for that, Kalkhelo. Tips, I, mm. I want to talk a little bit about the process um, because, in actual fact, this hasn't just been about myself and Liesl. Yeah. Um, uh, right from the very beginning, literally, I mean, even before uh, we got, um, you know, approached by another church, mm. uh, we were already talking to Etienne and Leanne. So there was already uh, a kind of uh, accountability and conversation which was going on, mm. and, and we hadn't initiated it ourselves. But the, at the very next step, as soon as the church approached us um, from Pretoria, yeah. immediately on that day, um, I phoned each one of the leadership at Crystal mm-hmm. Park Baptist Church. Uh, and in terms of it, uh, the team has grown a little bit, and we'll discuss that as kind yeah. of like the next phase. Yeah. But in terms of it, the first call that I made was to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spoke to you and asked you to also chat to your wife, Lerati. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second call that I made was to a nominated elder at Crystal Park Baptist Church, uh, uh, Richard uh, Raphael, and asked him to speak to his wife, Lana, mm-hmm. as well. Now, we did that because we really believe in a plurality of, of leaders, mm-hmm. and we really believe that any decisions that we make, whether it was you know, Etienne's desire to go into full-time ministry or, or um, the way that it appeared the Lord was working this out, mm-hmm. um, uh, my responsibility to move on to a new assignment, we really believed that that discussion needed to happen within the context of the framework of the local church. So whether that be the leaders of the local church, and we'll discuss how the onion ring got wider and wider as the mm-hmm. process went through. Yeah. Um, but maybe just any reflections, just in terms of how the leaders um, handled the discussion. So beyond just yourself, but, but, but what is a good leadership response, in your opinion, uh, to this kind of move? How, how do you move forward? Uh, what can we learn, even in terms of the Crystal Park experience of this? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so when you called when you called me, um, I think. So we've been talking. Like I, I, I knew. Um, I think. I think. Um, I don't know if anybody else knew, but I'm. I'm sure that there are other people who knew that you like every year you get contacted, <laughs> and many churches want want you to come um, and and serve there as an elder. 
Um, so yeah, so I'm not sure if at the back of my head I knew that this is going to happen, <laughs> but because because we we're having the conversations, I was like, there is gonna come a time where he's gonna be like, you know what, I'm I'm going to accept this. Um, yeah, so after receiving the call, I was like, okay. <laughs> so for me, the the immediate thing that I saw was um, not that I've I've had to go through that kind of a change um, in terms of a senior pastor leaving. <laughs> I've always been the one leaving churches. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I guess uh, for me, change um, in that in that sense. Like I think I'm I'm used to change. Like I'm. I'm like I, it's easy for me to adapt, uh, but then I think uh, my wife uh, is not is not is not like me, because we we also had to go through change um, coming from heritage to here. <laughs> that was that was a that was a transition um, which wasn't easy for us. Um, uh, so yeah, I think I think that whole process just um, stamps on the wisdom of many, um, like. It's very important to listen to what other uh, godly men think um, and alongside with their wives uh, because, you, I mean, maybe there could have been um, a blind spots that you, that you weren't seeing at the time. And so that is, that is um, it's just wisdom. And, and God's word uh, just tells us that um, we, like, we need to be surrounded by, by people who are full of wisdom and who can speak into our lives, and so which I think, which I think is is what you did. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say surprisingly, but um, uh, thankfully we all were unanimous in 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 um, your calling and your moving forward. Um, so yeah, I think I think even that, just the the agreement of multiple men. Who are spiritually mature um, is 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 one of God's ways of speaking to us because He's He's given us um, how He wants us to 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 seek counsel, um, and He 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 works through His people um, to guide us um, in terms of where to next. Um, yeah, so so I think the um, that whole that whole uh, conversations. Uh, that happened um, happened in in a way that that brings God glory because it's not like you 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 said um, you know what uh, guys I think I need to go now um, I've done everything that I needed to do thank you see you on the other side <laughs> so 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 even there it's like um, you 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 entrusted your well you you firstly entrusted yourself to God but you know that your 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 responsibility is ultimately is to God but it is also to the local church and so when you made that decision you made it um with the church in mind and 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 what the leadership team also felt was right for the church so yeah because we are on the hour we're going to take that break well, yes, we are going to take a break now. We're going yeah. to listen to Jesus, I Need You by Ernie Smith and Jez Nietling and come back after the break to listen to a voice note by Gogo Hanna. Uh, here now, Jesus, I Need You. Well, friends, it is good to be back with you for the second hour of the show. The reason why we went to an ad break 
was because you never quite know when the lights are going to go off, right? And so we figured if we went to the ad break on the hour, if the lights went down, we'd have enough time to turn on the generator. <laughs> but praise the Lord, it looks like we are on load 24 load shedding for today. <laughs> or whatever happens after four. I, I, you kind of lose track of these things, don't you? Um, friends, whether you are joining us on 657 AM Radio Pulpit or on 729 AM Radio K Pulpit or on Facebook. Maybe you're watching our live stream uh, so that you can see some video on Radio Pulpit, Radio Console, or on Pastor Mark Penrith, or on Crystal Park Baptist Church, whichever mechanism you are using. Or maybe because you love the sound of digital audio, you are listening on channel 882 of DSTV or on channel 607 of OpenView, or you are streaming live from our website, www.radiopulpit.co.za. I am glad that you are with us this morning. Thank you so much for joining. As I said, this is the last hour of the show. I'm going to continue to chat to Teppel Pitzel, we're chatting about kind of like pastoral shifts, pastoral changes, particularly since I'm leaving Crystal Park Baptist Church and going to be joining a work in Pretoria, Central Baptist Church, Pretoria. And uh, Teps and I are just kind of talking through just some of the realities and some of the the mechanisms which happen in a local church Mm. as we go through this kind of transition. Do you want to chat with us? (laughs) That's great. Uh, Comment on Facebook, Radio Pulpit, Radio Console, is the right place, I will see it directly on my PC right here in front of me. Or you can send a voice note uh, on WhatsApp or on Telegram. The number is 082-657-2729. You can tweet if you're a twit on at 657am. And if you would like to phone us live in studio, the line is 012-334-1322. I think uh, maybe just to uh, kick off the second hour of the show, we are going to listen to a voice note from Gogo Hanna. Uh, can you please dial that in, Mpo? Peter, it's good to hear your voices on the radio. It's Gogo Hanna here. Yes, I'm happy that you are again talking about this move. And I thank God for the meeting we had at church and you explained how it happened. It really feels that really it it was an answer from God answering our prayers. I have also come to terms and accepted that, yes, you deserve this. You you are such a hardworking person and you are good in planting churches and growing and maturing the the saints. And uh, I think Etienne with his uh, also approach of preaching, he he is a good person to water the seed that you have planted. I thank God for you, Pastor Mark. I've grown and matured in the Lord. And the tears are coming now. God bless. <laughs> oh, Google, I love you very dearly. Um, you know, one, a couple of the difficulties of leaving a church, I, I mean, I'm talking with a smile on my face, um, but I can assure you that uh, as a pastor leaving a church that I love very dearly, a church mm. that I've been involved in for the last uh, 11 years of my life, and that I, I guess in some ways 
like Paul can say, I've served the church night and day with tears, um, I can truthfully say that I've poured myself, um, body, mind, and spirit, uh, into, the, into the lifeblood of this local church. Um, that it is a very emotional thing to leave. It mm. really is. It truly is. Liesl and I have cried buckets of tears. I mean, we're not leaving. We actually, I mean, we didn't make the decision to leave because an offer was on the table. We made the decision to leave because we believed that that would be best for the church. We weren't running away from anything or anyone. Mm. Um, we were trusting the Lord uh, to provide uh, an opportunity. Um, but it's not just Liesl and Maya's emotions that are at stake. I think uh, even as I listen to Google Hannah speaking, who is a long-time listener to the show, um, but also is a member at Crystal Park Baptist Church, as I, as I listen to her speaking, I've got to acknowledge the reality that um, a, a pastor leaving a local church is actually emotional for not just the pastoral family, um, mm. but for the people of the church. It's supposed to be like that. I, I get that it's painful. But it's supposed to be painful. The church is described um, not as a soccer or a cricket club. Mm. The church is described in God's word as a family. Mm. Families love one another. I mean, mm. you just think of the love that you have for a mother or for a father or for mm. a sister or for a brother. But the reality is um, families, as they grow, do experience separation, don't they? I, I mean, I just think of Genesis chapter 2, uh, the end of the chapter. This is why a man should leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Mm. Even from the beginning, we've had this picture of, of families um, uh, at times experiencing separation in order for the family to grow and extend. And when that happens, it's painful. I, I've got an 18-year-old daughter. And, uh, you know, whilst I still think of her as my little princess, uh, I'm realizing with ever-increasing clarity that she's coming to an age where one day, in the not-so-distant future, in all likelihood, uh, she is going to leave the house. <laughs> Praise mm. the Lord, I hope she gets married. Got to find her husband first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but praise the Lord that that happens. That's exactly what Liesl and I intend for her. That's what we've been developing and growing her up for, uh, to, to do. Mm. But will that leave a hole in our heart? Like, certainly. I can't imagine life without my crazy little Caitlin around. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, she just adds the, the salt and the pepper to life. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to miss her incredibly when she moves out or moves on. Um, mm. And yet, I recognize as a parent um, the necessity of that process happening. Um, it, it is a painful process, but a necessary process, and, it, and also <laughs> equally a joyful process, right? Um, I mean, at, at, a, at a wedding, uh, if, a, if a young girl does leave the house, and I've got two daughters, and I'm looking forward to getting hitched, uh, men, you can send me applications. <laughs> I'll review them. I'm only kidding. We don't do it like that. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, just, just a wedding... Um, mm. is joyful. I've done so many weddings over my time and just the celebration of, mm. of children leaving a house and creating a new family unit, absolutely joyful. Um, but have I seen dads uh, shedding a tear on a dance floor as they walk their daughter uh, mm. down the aisle? Most certainly. I mean, the reality is families, when they, when, when they move on, um, hurts loads. Mm. And I think uh, Google Hannah's um, expression has been felt by a number of people, certainly mm. by Liesl and myself as well. Um, and I think it's a necessary part of the process because what we're doing <laughs> in the local church uh, isn't fake. It's real. Yeah. It's real relationships with real people um, to the glory 
of God. Thank you so much uh, for that message, Gugu, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. It was really good. Um, just to read a, a message from Jean, who is a long-time listener. Jean, it's always good to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, mm-hmm. She is at FBC uh, Witbank, which is uh, Faith Baptist Church in Witbank, a church that I'm very familiar with. Love the pastors there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, good morning, Mark and Seppel. Well said, Seppel. Thanks for sharing. Sounds like the process was orderly and godly. Uh, and may God be glorified and may he grow his church. Amen. Uh, from Jean and Neil. Thank you so much for that message, Jean, and for participating uh, in the show. Uh, Roland Eskenazi joins us from Belgium. Another long-time listener. It's so cool to hear each and every one of you uh, chatting on the show uh, today. It says, as pastors, we need to be sensitive when our tenure is ending and someone else can take the church further. And hopefully our elders can assist us here. Grace in the next chapter. Yes, thank you so much, Roland. Uh, Very true. Look, you know, to be honest with you, I was a little bit surprised (laughs) when I figured out that our tenure was over. And when I went and broached the topic with Liesl, I can promise you she was a little bit surprised as well. Um, You know, it's not so much that we needed to be sensitive to it. It kind of... um, it kind of uh, hit us uh, a little bit out of left field. Um, uh, and, and yet, uh, the Lord is very gracious in that he has brought so many mm. wise counsel uh, into our lives. And I, I do, I think of the folk that we spoke to, whether yeah. that be Etienne and Leanne, and just engaging with them as a couple uh, and getting wise counsel from two mature believers. Or as we extended the 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 the, the ambit of people who had the information and who were giving us wisdom and counsel, uh, including Richard and Lana, as well as Tsepo and Lerati. And then we, we took it one step further as, as the church on the other side started to expand the group that they were talking to. Mm. Uh, we then included what has now become our leadership team. And I want to talk about that for just a few minutes because I, I think this is really important, yeah. particularly if you're listening in from a Baptist church. And I, I'm going to pass the baton on to you. Yeah. You can talk about why I have a leadership team uh, as I lead. What, what were yeah. the imperative reasons behind that? What are the advantages yeah. of it? But our leadership team then included Craig Daidu. Uh, his wife, Cindy, uh, was involved in the conversation along with Warren Scott uh, and his wife, Sharon, both men who are intrinsically involved in the life of the local church, both mm. former elders and um, both stepping back from eldership um, because of present work commitments, uh, particularly during the COVID season, um, there were uh, role changes and business constraints uh, that meant that meant both of them for a season needed to step back um, from the commitments uh, to the eldership. Um, but at a time, we approached both of those men. In actual fact, uh, Etienne led the discussion in terms of who needed to, to be constituted in the leadership team, uh, and uh, and 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 wanted to bring those two men. Uh, into the discussion along with their wives, um, and, and as the as the the group became bigger, as we spoke to mature saints in the local church over and over again, the same thing was affirmed that this would be good for Crystal Park Baptist Church in terms of creating capacity and creating opportunities for people to serve. 
this would be good for Central Baptist Church in mm. terms of their present need for uh, pastoral augmentation. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I've got to try to figure out how, how I talk about myself in terms of my addition <laughs> there, um, but, but additional pastoral support there. Um, yeah. This would be good for the Penrith uh, individually and for the Detoys in terms of Etienne uh, and his future role. Um, but maybe take us through mm. what, what is a leadership team and why did we as a church believe it was necessary to constitute a leadership team, Temple. Yeah. So because, um, so I'm not going to say because you're Baptist, but because we are a church that wants to do things as we are biblically instructed, um, a church is run by a plurality of elders, um, meaning more than one elder so we don't have a one-man show so basically because mark was going off we were only left with one recognized elder which was etienne himself and so in terms of moving forward as a church we can't move forward with etienne being the sole um voice um, in terms of what's going to happen and so that's why we constituted a leadership team um consisting of uh, mature men um, who would be able to um, stand in that position of leaders um, in a church and at the present moment they they serve as elders because um, we, we we need to have a plurality of um, godly qualified men and so yeah that was that was the reason we we, 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 we came up with a leadership team um, and uh, even how they were selected. These men, uh, so one is a prospect uh, elder whose name has been brought forward and the other two men were former elders. Mm. Um, so it's it's not like we, we said, you know what, let's just form quickly, quickly. Yes. So it was- and of course you serve on yeah. staff in a pastoral yes. position. Yes, so I, I serve as a pastoral assistant um, and so, um, yeah, so, so that's basically why we formed that team because, but, but it would have looked different if there were many elders. Like, if they were down to two, then that's a plurality, it's more than one. So, yeah, but because we only had one remaining, so we formed the leadership team. And then, in terms of, um, calling in an elder, mm. we then further went on to seek four members of the local church. Um, and the four members of that local church, um, together with the leadership team, uh, constitute a core committee. Um, and the four members that were chosen were also chosen in terms of representation of the whole um, of the church, uh, people who are involved in ministry, people who are um, who, who 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 have relationships and who who are. So <laughs> I remember I, I I was explaining to somebody. Um, how we came to to select the people. That was quite a process. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. a lot of horse trading amongst exactly. the leadership team in terms of getting the the cool committee constituted. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we 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 thought carefully about it. Um, but I think I think for for some people it's easy to see how the names were selected, but for other people you may need to explain. And so the questions were, um, how did you select so and so? And I was like, okay. Uh, we looked at age, we looked at the involvement. We looked at gender. We looked at we gender. Wanted to, we wanted to yes. complement an yes. all-male leadership team. Yes. So we had three ladies yeah. uh, in terms of the four core committee candidates from the yes. membership. Yes, yes. 
And yeah, we, we looked at everything so that the whole church is represented. So if a, if a young adult had a question, they, they would have a direct relationship to somebody who we selected in the core committee. If somebody, um, a man, um, wanted to get clarity on something, there was a man who would represent that person. And so even for the elder ladies as well. Um, so yeah, it was well thought of. Um, and we've, we've asked our questions. Uh, we've brought our questions forward to, um, the, 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 the candidate, <laughs> uh, le, le, uh, which is Etienne. Um, so it was, yeah, the questions that were asked were questions to solidify if this is the man we want to take over the task. Um, if there were any gray areas, we would obviously be like, okay, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but yeah, so, so, um, two weeks time on the 21st. That's correct. Yeah. On the 21st, we will officially be bringing his name to the church. And that whole process is now the church gets involved. And as the church, we vote on, um, whether we want Etienne or not. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the whole church being involved. It's not like we're doing backdoor things because this is God church and mm. these are God's people mm. and emotions are involved and it's the shepherding of souls. So all of these things have to be taken into account and not run things like, yeah. So it's not a one man show from the beginning mm. <laughs> to the end. It involves the whole church and every person has a voice in terms of um, moving forward with um, God's work here at Crystal Park Baptist Church. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I really do like the way that you summed all of that up. Uh, there, there's a question that's come in from Teresa. I, I want to read it. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. Um, please share your thoughts on the reality for some believers mm -hmm. who are probably just used to seeing new faces or new pastors on the pulpit without being updated about such changes. Mm. Um, in other words, that, that's kind of like the, the experience that they come into a local church with. Um, rather than the way that we are doing things at Crystal Park Baptist Church, uh, what would be your what would be your thoughts um, for, to those believers? Mm. Is there anything that you'd like to kind of pass yeah. on and talk to them uh, about? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Firstly, I think I'd have a, I'd have like serious questions in terms of why 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 are the different faces in the front? Why who is our leader? I mean, I mean, as as a as a member of the local church. May, now, here's another thing. Um, in such churches, I'm not even sure if membership is a serious thing because, because if it was, then there would be a proper structure at the top. Um, by structure, I mean there would be proper leadership um, and the leadership will see to it that membership um, happens in a local church. And so, but if there's constantly new people at the front, that would cause questions like, how how are the people who are serving us, um, the elders or our shepherds, pastors, how are they selected? Um, and so, how like eldership is not is not a one week in or a three months in and a three months out kind of a task. It's a it's a commitment and 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 it should be lifelong. <laughs> and so, and so it, it's not like, um, you, you can hop from one church to another because you feel you're gifted. Like, I mean, there are many gifted preachers who, who are disqualified. So I think the questions, the questions that we'd, we'd have to ask is, who is this man? Where does he come from? How did he end up here with us? 
Um, and so, because in some churches, I, I, I know that that doesn't happen. <laughs> you just see there's a man now. He is our pastor. He is introduced on a Sunday morning. This is our new pastor. Like how? <laughs> there has to be a process. We have to be taken along this uh, process with um, with the members of the local church. Um, and yeah, so I think we, yeah, I think for that person, they need to ask questions and see what it should look like publicly. And then, yeah, make the decision as to, is that a church that you want to be a part of? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously one of, and we spoke about being a Baptist and a Baptist yeah. principle earlier, but one of the one of the realities of being a Baptist is this belief of the in the congregational principle. Yes. Um, and by congregational principle, we don't mean that the congregation decides on everything. You know, mm-hmm. they don't decide on how many ply toilet paper gets used <laughs> in the bathroom and stuff like that. I, I, that would be taking things to an illogical conclusion. Mm. Um, but the congregation fundamentally is involved um, in these major decision-making processes of mm-hmm. the local church, such as the appointment of uh, its leadership, mm. uh, such as you know major financial decisions which happen in the life of the church. That mm. the, the congregation um, under Christ uh, collected in a general meeting becomes the highest decision-making body uh, court of arbitration um, over a local church uh, and so as a result uh, it is right it is fitting it makes sense for a congregation to yeah. be involved uh, in all aspects um, of this kind of decision-making and um, Tits yeah. just as a kind of a, a last question is there anything just as we as we close out the section of the show is there anything else that you'd like to add in anything mm-hmm. else that you'd like to highlight in terms of your mm-hmm. learnings um, from this process uh, over the last six months yeah I think um, one, one of the things that I would I would certainly like to highlight is that you <laughs> when 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 a when a pastor so maybe 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 this is for you guys also listening online when a pastor leaves he needs to leave well um, so you don't leave because there's some scandal and <laughs> so 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 yeah. you leave because um, you are convinced that this is God's um, call or this is God's uh, way of moving you to another place uh, that he that he set for you um, and yeah th- there are a lot of things to consider when it comes to 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 a move like this but yeah I think most of it is you leave well you don't leave because it's hard <laughs> you don't leave because um, there's there's difficult members you don't leave because uh, maybe there's a scandal uh, in terms of your life, um, in terms of the uh, questionable things. You leave because you've served well um, and you go to another church. I mean, it would look different if you were leaving for scandalous things. That means leave ministry altogether. But that's not the reason for your leaving. You you are leaving because you have done your task here. Mm. Yeah. Well, Tips, thanks so much for the conversation. Really appreciate it. Um, mm. You know, as we close the show out, uh, we have an opportunity to chat to uh, to someone else, Hendrik, about a completely other set of matters. Um, and I've been looking forward to engaging with him for quite a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, maybe from my side, just to say that um, uh, what a joy to be involved with the local church. What a joy to be involved with the establishment uh, and with the growth and the flourishing of a local church. It certainly has been the honor of my life. 
to serve at Crystal Park Baptist Church. And uh, even as I leave her, uh, I leave her with so many fond memories um, and so much joy in my heart. Um, but at the same time, looking so forward uh, to the next assignment, uh, to the next role, to the next uh, opportunity to serve in Christ's ever-expanding and increasing kingdom. Uh, looking forward to heading to the capital city. I'm going to be closer to the radio pulpit um, to the radio pulpit uh, um, studio, uh, and so we'll be looking forward to probably um, being in studio a little bit more and uh, and uh, being joined with guests uh, inside of studio. But speaking of being joined by guests, um, I'm now going to introduce a friend of mine, Hendrik uh, Meinkies. We've been friends for a number of years. He serves at a church down the road and has been joining us at Crystal Park Baptist Church for the last couple of weeks, um, serving something of, well, actually, maybe you can introduce yourself <laughs> and, and tell us, what have you been doing at Crystal Park Baptist Church over the last week and a bit, uh, Hendrik? Yeah. Um, greetings, everyone. Uh, my name is Hendrik Manchi. I am pastoring a church in Tutuza. Um, the name of the church is the Commission Church in Tutuza. Mm. And, and and how long have you been at the church in Dezusa? And and kind of just explain geographically where is Dezusa and what does the church look like uh, in Dezusa? Just give us a kind of a brief explanation <laughs> of the ministry that you serve. Yeah, I was invited to come and lead the church in in 2015 November. So probably I have um, how many years now? Five years, eh? Yeah, I've been I've been there. Uh, for five years, um, yeah. So when when I when I got there, the the church was purely a charismatic. Um, 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 I was also a charismatic guy because uh, yeah, that's where I I got born again. But yeah, so in in 2017, I went to seminary in Pulukwani, and. Um, um, that's where I got reformed. So, uh, guess what? What was next? You make you make sounding uh, uh, becoming reformed a little bit like catching a bug. <laughs> I got reformed. <laughs> it's like you're making me all nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I I got reformed, and guess what had had to uh, take place? The the church also had to be reformed. So. I would confidently say uh, 2015 towards the end of 2018 actually uh, that's when the process started it has not yet it has not been easy journey but yeah the lord has been good and gracious to us so we are we are in a township and um um uh, we are 100% zulu um yeah yeah well, what else you wanted to know about well, the church? Well, you've been at Crystal Park now for for the last week. Actually, yeah. we've been friends for years, but but yeah. you spent the last week kind of um, uh, yeah at the church early starts. Yeah, like you've been arriving sometimes like very early in the morning and yeah. very late ends, yeah. so that you could kind of get a feel um, of ministry in our context, and so that you could get an understanding of how we do church. But maybe j just for the listeners, but you know, so, some of them won't know or won't understand differences between kind of like a suburban church and a township church. If you had to kind of maybe talk about three main differences that you see between 
a church in suburbia in South Africa and a church in the township in South Africa, what the, might they be? Three differences, and then at the same time, tell me a couple of similarities, things that are the same, never mind if you're in Deduza or in Benoni. Wow, <laughs> difficult question, but I'll try, uh, I'll try and answer that. Um, let me start with the things that are, that are different. The, the, the obvious one, it, it would be, you know, the, the multiracial um, uh, nature of the church. Um, with with um, um, Crystal Park Baptist Church, you know, I, I discovered that, you know, you, you do have um, um, different races here. In, so when you get to the Duza, you'll, you'll find, you know, uh, Zulus, you know, you'll find, you know, your, your, your African um, uh, guys so um so that's that's the difference the the other difference will be sure yeah <laughs> the the yeah the 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 way in which you do church it's it's quite it's quite different it's really really quite different um you you are more structured you are more intentional on 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 what on what you do um so uh, which is what we have been working on as a church you know one one of the things that they encouraged at um, at a seminary uh, was that since now we 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 are uh, we have decided to uh, reform we need to be having relationships with the guys who have been in in the game and and learn how things are done and uh, um, so, so, so. Having said that, it, it, that that is one of the differences that you will you will find. We we are more um, relaxed. We are more uh, freestyle. There, there is no um, um, uh, structure on on our on our um, uh, way of approaching ministry on on, on Sundays. Um, the the other uh, difference will be um, what else? Sure. You said three. You you put me in a corner, man. I put you in a corner. Yeah. I, I was trying to I was trying to trick you, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to I think, answer. I think I'll I'll give two. I'll give two for now. I know where he's is he coming from with the three thing. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> three things. <yeah. laughs> everything's three. Yeah, everything okay, is so three. Okay, so what about some of the similarities? Uh, as you think of as you think of both the church that you serve, the church that that I serve, and and the reality that they are in two very different environments and yet the church is the church right so yeah. so where do you see synergies and similarities yeah yeah i i i've, I've noticed that we 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 both um uh, love a lot we we both are willing to serve god um although then uh, that happens differently because of uh, the the different backgrounds um but then we we are all into making sure that in our way of of doing things we try and be biblical um the way we 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 preach the way we teach the word of god the way we we worship the way we fellowship um, um the way we we reach out um, to to our communities um i've i've realized that you know we we all have that dna although our approach is is different mm -hmm. Hendrik, uh, 
Just in in terms of it, I'd be interested to hear, because now obviously today is actually the last day that you're with us at Crystal Park. It's not the last time that you and I will ever see each other, but it's the last you know day where we engage uh, full time together. Uh, As you you leave uh, Crystal Park Baptist Church, what are maybe one or two, or maybe even three (laughs) of the main things that you'll take with you in terms of in terms of learning? Um, uh, yeah, and and maybe you know one or two of the things which uh, which which you believe we could learn uh, in terms of the interactions that I've had with you uh, over the past week because you didn't just come here to learn. Yeah. We we accepted you, yes, yeah, so that we yeah. could learn a little bit from you as well. Yeah. Um, and so maybe just you know fle- flesh out uh, yeah. uh, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. So so a lo- lot of things that I've 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 learned really. And uh, maybe on 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 the same breath, I, I should I should say that I I really was privileged to be part of um, uh, this um, week, this past week with um, um, uh, Crystal Park Baptist Church because I I really have learned the lot of hands-on um, approach to uh, ministry. So. Um, I, I must I must confess that I I, I do have a lot of theory, but uh, um, so the practical part of ministry it's something else, you know. So I I have learned that I have learned uh, one the 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 importance of say paying attention to to details when it comes to the way of doing things, the the structure, the importance of of the structure, which speaks to. Um, the 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 church being involved the whole church being involved in 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 doing ministry in serving um one another in 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 the church so i i appreciated the way they 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 are doing they are doing things i i appreciated the way they 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 get involved with their with their um, uh, community I, I was just thinking um if it was possible, I was going to say uh, uh, they must add something on their name. They must maybe have something like uh, Crystal Park Going Church, Baptist Church, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal yeah. Park Community, yeah. community. Shekana Glory, yeah. Tabernacle, yeah. But the Baptist Going church, church, the Going Church must be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so they, they, are, they are really the, the Going Church because they... Um, they are known by their community. They they do serve their community from from the least, from um, 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 the unknown even to the known. They I appreciate that a lot. Um, I got to be invited to um, the schools where they have been working with for um, the past ten years, and and for me that was uh, it was a wow to to see um, the. Uh, such kind of a track record when it comes to uh, being consistent and working uh, w- um, um, with with your communities. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else, hey, Hendrik? Yes. You, you are a missionary supported by Heart Cry mm-hmm. um, Missions. Yeah. Now, Heart Cry is connected to Paul Washer, yeah. um, and I think Paul Washer is really well known within mm-hmm. the context of South Africa. We often have people who come to Crystal Park Baptist Church 
um, off the back of having watched, you know, his most shocking message ever and being introduced to maybe some of the guys that are associated with him, a John MacArthur or John Piper or an R.C. Sproul or, or others. What's it like being in a missions organization that is, um, that is connected to Paul Washer? Um, and, and how has that given you, how has that encouraged you? Um, and who are the other kinds of guys around the country? Uh, that are involved with uh, Heart Cry? Yeah, you, you are asking a lot of questions. Yeah, lots so. of questions, brother. <laughs> I don't mess around. <laughs> I'll only answer those that I, I, I still remember. It, it, has been, it has been a humbling um, experience to be uh, in touch with uh, a, a man of his caliber. Um, a, 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 a lion on the on the pulpit, but uh, if I have to tell you, um, um, he, he's, he's one of the humblest guy you'll, you'll ever uh, come across. He, he is most loving. He, he has always expressed um, or supported us or, or encouraged us as, as, as missionaries to, to do the work of the Lord, um, uh, to give our, our lives into, into missions, to make sure that we 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 serve we serve um our 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 communities we sh we serve christ uh, selflessly and and it has been it, one of, one of the things that has been encouraging is that he is not uh, someone who speaks from um a theory he's the person who has been on the ground he has he has done these things he understands the pains and the and and, and the frustrations that goes with uh, being a missionary and so um, so, so being with him and, and seeing him continue to do that uh, uh, consistently as he has, it has been a very encouraging um, uh, thing, you know. Um, and, and so, 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 so for for me, it, it has been it has been a, a a privilege to be to be a part of of his ministry, which is Heart Cry, and uh, and and I have been learning a lot. Um, 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 I've, I've, I've learned uh, that uh, you know I, I needed to I needed to transition from being a pastor and, and a local pastor to being a missionary within within the church and and that has been helpful because it has really given um, a, a new um, dimension to my church to say as a church we should be we should be a going church we should be a church that is more focused on the the, the lost out there, more than more than uh, uh, concentrating from within. Hey, what, what's the state of the church? I'm talking the church with the capital C, not just the church that you serve in mm -hmm. Deduza, but maybe the churches around you, mm -hmm. um, uh, other churches in the township. But what's your general sense of the state of the church in South Africa right now? Uh, mm -hmm. How's the church doing? Yeah. I would say a lot of churches uh, are, are really trying, but equally so, there's there's a lot of churches I think that that have uh, kind of lost the the track as far as what the church should be, what the church should should look like. Um, so um, I'll talk from my my um, geographical uh, point. You know we. We 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 having a church as a body in 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 Duduza. the 
Um, and one of the challenges that we, we, we are facing um, it is that churches are more into uh, building empires more than, more than going out and, and representing and being witnesses for, for, for Christ, you know. So, so, so in, in, in my context, we, we are no more a, a, a church that is, that is uh, going out there to represent Christ or to make sure that we, 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 we become relevant to the, to our society, to our community. We bring, uh, maybe if I may use the, uh, a wiser uh, phrase, we, we contextualize our, 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 you know, the gospel to our, to our own people. So, yeah, in, in that sense, I think, uh, look, the, the, there are some churches that are trying, like, like Crystal Park, as, as I, uh, witnessed this, this whole week. Um, yeah, but, uh, back, back where I'm coming from in, in township, I think that is one of the key, uh, things that we we have we have lost um, um so so we we do have we do have churches that are that are so zealous but um uh, their their zeal is not really based on 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 the true um knowledge on the trueness of the gospel mm. uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you are seminary trained. You went to Christ Seminary uh, in Polokwane. Now, I'm very familiar with Christ Seminary. We have great relationship with them and great relationship with the folk at uh, uh, Christ Baptist Church. Um, and we have had people from Christ Seminary here at Crystal Park Baptist Church. I think of Gideon and Penny, who now serves at Florida Baptist Church, and Menzi Mohale, who serves at Soweto Baptist Church, and most recently, uh, Claudie Deary. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, both of seminary education, but of Christ Seminary in particular. Um, I have a warm spot in my heart for the good work that they're doing. Maybe you want to just take a, a few moments and, and encourage anybody who might be listening today of, of what are the advantages of going to seminary? What are the kinds of things that a, a man might learn at seminary? And uh, you know, just shoot from the hip and, and give your best sell as to as to why people should consider devoting their life uh, to the work of God and start off that work uh, with seminary education. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, the the reality of the matter is not everyone is going to be able to get to seminary. Sure. Um, but but to those who who are able uh, to do so, uh, I will encourage that a lot. Um, more, more, more especially the, the churches who are able to, to, to take at least one or two guys um, um, uh, to seminary on, on yearly uh, basis. I would, I would encourage that a lot. Look, seminary is, um, is uh, or should I say, for me, it was, a, it was the best ever platform that has really um, uh, taught me about the should i should i say the 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 importance of um knowing uh, that which we are doing the importance of uh, understanding ministry the importance of understanding um why we are called as 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 pastors why is is pastoring um, uh, so important within within the body of Christ or in in churches that that was that was the the platform that was 
the, the platform that, that really helped me to understand um, uh, uh, the, the, the theology proper, you know. Um, I, 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 went, I went there with a lot of <laughs> uh, errors which I, I have always believed the, it, it, it was the truth from, from the Bible. But, but you, you get there, you, you, you get to understand uh, the Bible better. You get to be trained to be a, a, a biblical uh, pastor and and, and, and which is which is what what we we, we need most um, uh, more especially in in our township uh, uh, churches the, the 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 ministry of the of the of the pulpit that that teaches people the word of God you know so so the, one of the challenges that we we have in in township is is that um, people are not being taught the weight people are not being helped to to grow in in the knowledge and 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 the grace of of god because men and women who are leading churches uh, uh, they they are not trained uh, to be doing the work that they 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 are they are desiring to do and so and so um i, I would say i would say that is important because it will help the church of god to be more healthier and um uh, and, and, and to be more biblical um, uh, um, as, 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 as possible, as, as much as possible. Uh, yeah. Hendrik, uh, recently uh, you went through a process that my family has gone through. In fact, we were talking about Etienne earlier. His family has also gone through the process of adoption, mm. um, the process of welcoming a child <laughs> into their family. Thank you. Um, brother, this week I got to rejoice with you as, uh, as you welcomed a young child yeah. uh, into your family. What's it like being a dad? Um, and what's it like being a dad through the process of adoption? I can see the smile on your face. It's going to break your whole face. Uh, and the joy in your heart is spilling over <laughs> yeah so so it was it was a wonderful i i sure i i i miss her so much um uh, so this week i i didn't uh, get to spend much time with her because of the the uh, the process that i'm i was i was going through here you know um but but it is it, you know it is i don't know if i if i have to um uh, put it differently it has it has given me a a new a new edge it is <laughs> it, it it makes me feel like a man reborn you know um we we have waited for so long for for her you know we applied uh, it's been over a year and so we uh, due to uh, the covid uh, protocols uh, we we couldn't the process couldn't be uh, completed for such a long time but yeah, God. God has been gracious to us, and um, and finally it happened. It has it it has changed the environment at home. You know, uh, I was just thinking uh, uh, last night that you know, uh, she's one of the reasons that 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 I want to be home. As soon as I'm done, wherever I am with everything, I just want to be home to go and hug her, and yeah, play with her, speak to her. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, it has been, it has been a joyful, a joyful moment to to be with her, and and we are we are really thankful to God for uh, for such an opportunity, and um, to to raise a godly 
generation as as Christians. Ah, it's beautiful, bro. And uh, yeah, I just uh, trust that the Lord uh, yeah raises your standard and raises the banner. And I pray for the good of the church in Dedeza. Yeah. I'm so blessed to know men like yourself. Uh, at the Dusa, I think of um, Chris Mguni, uh, who served so faithfully down the road uh, from us at Grace Baptist Church in Daviton, uh, as well as other men like uh, Sammy Labalo at Molitsane Baptist Church, and, and men actually all the way through the country that are that are serving in environments that are very different to Crystal Park, and um, with challenges that are far greater. Uh, often than the kinds of challenges, or should I say far different to the kinds of challenges that, that I face in my local church context. And yet I see in you just the joy of the Lord and an excellence in terms of your desire to see the kingdom expanded in the area that the Lord has assigned you to. I, I'm, I'm proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with you, and I do trust that the Lord blesses uh, the work uh, going forward and that he is glorified in and through you. Let's just talk for, for one moment. We, we've, we've literally just got a couple of minutes left. Um, what are some of the ways, just off the top of your head, that suburban churches can partner meaningfully with township churches and that township churches can meaningfully partner with suburban churches? Because I, I think that there's stuff that we can do together. Uh, there's, there's more stuff that we can do together. G give me some ideas from your side uh, of things that you think that we can do well together. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you said on top of my head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think there's, there's still a greater need uh, in, in township uh, as far as the 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 financial support it's concerned you know we we do have uh, the crisis that is that is beyond beyond our our power as far as the 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 socioeconomics of 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 the townships so one of the greatest thing that you 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 come across in in townships is that is 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 lack is lack of a uh, financial support and so i I, I believe I believe the 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 uh, suburban ch uh, churches could be quite helpful when when it comes to that. Secondly, the 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 material you know um, you 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 find that uh, uh, people people are not well versed as far as as far as um, the, the good material it's, it's it's concerned. One of the reasons it it it, it that contributes to that it's um the um the obviously the financial uh, constraints but more than that um being associated with uh, the churches that has been there the 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 suburban churches that has moved some some grounds as as far as that is concerned the the i think one of the greatest um things will be in partnering with uh, with the township churches as far as uh, um, uh, or in helping them to be a, a, a bit more organized um, i know i know the one of the challenges that we we have uh, uh, or the attitudes that we we, we always had as uh, about the, the suburban churches it's you know it's, there are some things that will work in suburban and they will never work in townships uh, <laughs> i think i'm I've, I've repented from that because 
there, there is always something that can that can work for both of us. Principles uh, works across. So I believe if if uh, there could be such a partnership, that will help the church to be to be more um, uh, uh, lively, to be more healthy in in, in townships. Um, I. I, I, I believe um, one of the key things that must happen is to to have more healthier relationship with the, uh, the I mean as far as the suburban church is concerned to have more healthier relationship with the township uh, uh, churches so so you 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 find you find uh, uh, some some guys some guys from the suburban churches they don't know what is happening in 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 in, uh, in townships and as a and as a result they 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 cannot uh, partner better with the the township ministries so uh, i would say having a healthier um relationships that will um that will demand that they 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 get in touch with the reality of of the or what is happening in in township the challenges that they are facing there so that they could um, um yeah, so that they could partner better or they could uh, uh, have a better understanding uh, of what is happening and help uh, in a better way. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, you know, as I just think of our own relationship and relationship with other men that are serving in different communities, I, I also know that just friendship um, is so helpful to suburban pastors. Um, suburbs are changing, right? And as suburbs become more multi-ethnic, particularly those pastors, um, who are uh, who, who are you know white and maybe serving in an area which was formerly white but is now increasingly diverse. Um, friendships with pastors that represent um, some of the demographic of what their church is becoming is so helpful. Just to understand culture and understand something of language and you know something of the way that the heart works. Um, just that kind of exposure is incredibly helpful uh, to suburban churches. And so I, I'm completely convinced that uh, just like suburban churches can be um, can assist and can come next to uh, township churches, so too township churches have a role to play within the context of suburbia. Friends, we've reached the end of our radio show for today. Um, we're coming up for 11 o'clock, which means that we are soon to go to news. It has been great talking to you. We've spoken to Foyse, we've spoken to Tepo about changes at Crystal Park. We have spoken to my friend Hendrik uh, regarding the church in townships. Our prayers, as always, goes out to elders and deacons holding the line in local churches, as well as to our missionaries, which serve in foreign fields. And our prayers and much respect goes to first responders, police, defense force, and those who dispense justice in our country, firefighters, paramedics, our nation's nurses and medical personnel, as well as correctional facility officers who serve all across our nation. You have been listening to Table Talk with me, your host, Mark Penrith, we're going to be going to news now. And so until next week, Friday, walk wisely, live holy, and testify zealously. Amen.